Hi, and welcome to Q&A with Rev Rowe. We're so glad to have you with us as we seek to try and answer some important but simple questions about our faith in Jesus. So that's what our goal is. If you're someone who would like to ask a question, what you can do is you can look in the show notes of this podcast and you can find a Google form where if you want to ask a question about Jesus, about the Bible, about faith, you can place it in there and we will try to make those questions happen as we go through this show. So one of the goals I have with each question that you ask is there are a lot of podcasts on the Christian faith and on the Bible. And so what I'm going to try to do is avoid two pitfalls. One, I don't want my answers to the questions to be so long and so dense that they're impossible to listen to because they're too long. But I also don't want to make the question answers to the questions so simple that you don't get anything out of it. So we're going to try to walk that fine line of detailed and helpful, but not so detailed it's too dense and also simple enough that you'll get something out of it. And so the first question that we're going to try to work through in this first episode is, what exactly is the Bible? So that's what we're going to work with today. And this is a really important question, but it might be the most difficult one to work with because we could go a million different directions and talk about a lot of things when it comes to the Bible, but it's also the most important thing. It's what we use to read. It's what we base our teaching off of, what we believe. Everything comes from this one book, so it's important to understand what it is, where it come from, comes from, and why we use it. So that's what we're going to try to answer today, is what exactly is the Bible? So the first thing is we need to understand what it isn't. And sometimes people will say it's one book. I don't think that that's very helpful, because it's actually one story. So when we talk about the Bible, we want to say that it is one complete story. And within that story, you will find many different books. So that's what we want to focus on first, is that this is one story. And that story is about God interacting with his creation. That's what it's about. So it's going to tell the story of how God made everything, how he created everything. It's going to talk about the primary problem, which is the fall, or sin itself, and its all of its forms. But also, it is intended to tell us about redemption or about how God is going to save humanity, to save the world. And he's going to do that through the person of Jesus. So everything is about that one story, creation, fall, and redemption. And just like any other book you might read or any story you might read, it's important to know what the story is about so that you can read it properly. So, If it's all about the creation, the fall, and the redemption of God, no matter what book you're reading, we always want to make sure it's about or see how it points us to Jesus. So even if you're in a portion of the Bible that isn't directly about Jesus, what you will find is that they're all sort of pointing to who Jesus is or what Jesus is about. And that's the fun part about reading the Bible. So... That's the first thing, is that the Bible is one story written to many books. Second thing is, also a number two, is that the Bible has two testaments, or that's what we will call them. And testament basically means about a testament of belief. And so you have what we call the testament. So you have the Old Testament 
and the New Testament. The Old Testament is all those books prior to Jesus, and then the New Testament is about Jesus and the life of the early church. So in the Old Testament, it's going to tell a lot about the creation, the fall, and about the life of the people of Israel, right? the children of Abraham we'll talk about. While the New Testament is about the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, as well as the early church, and the letters of Paul. So those are the two testaments, one before Jesus and one Jesus and after. So that's the second important thing. We also want to talk about the fact that each book of the Bible doesn't always have the same author. Now we can say that there is one divine author, meaning God, who uses his people on this earth to bring about what we know as the Bible. But every book of the Bible also has a physical author, right? a human author. And that human author is going to be like any other author you read in a book, that they have different writing styles and different characteristics. right? So for example, some books in the Old Testament are written by Moses. Okay, So Moses <coughs> wrote the first five books of the Bible, which means that there is a lot of similarities between those books because they have a similar, the same author, right? Just like if you read a series of books, like Harry Potter, for example, right? They're all written by J.K. Rowling, right? She wrote all of those. Same with, like, Lord of the Rings, right? J.R.R. Tolkien, right? One physical human author. And in the New Testament, we have a lot of the letters that we have like Romans, Corinthians, these are all written by one individual, written by Paul. And so what we will find is that a lot of the words and a lot of the phrases are similar between those letters or between those books, right? Now, other books are going to have different authors. And so what you'll find is that depending on the book you're reading, you'll find different words, different styles, and so there's a lot of variety and, in, and interesting differences between the books. And probably the biggest way you can see this is in what we call the Gospels, right? These are the four books written about Jesus. In those Gospels, they are each written by a different author. And so each Gospel is going to have a different style, a different emphasis, a different focus to be made about who Jesus is and what he does. So it's really an interesting fact about the Gospels. So, so we have one story with many books. We have two Testaments. And we also want to make sure that when we're reading each book, we understand that the books have different authors, physical authors. So we have one divine author, God, who works through these human beings, like Moses, like Paul, to bring about what we know as the Bible. We also want to remember that when you're reading your Bible, is that a lot of these authors used what are called scribes. So you would have an individual, someone who helped to record the information, you know, from the author itself. You know, nowadays, when someone writes a book, you might have someone called an editor. So an author might write a story, give it to the editor, and then they will kind of compile and make sure that the book itself functions well together. Right? This is kind of a goal of the editing process. So you can kind of think of scribes as sort of a part of that process. So Moses or Paul wants to do something or write something, and these scribes would help to make that book come together in the correct way. And so they would also record on behalf of 
the author themselves. And we'll talk in a little bit about some concerns people have about the use of scribes and the use of copying and editing. You know, does this cause problems? But we'll talk about that in just a little bit. So, one story, many books, two testaments, Old Testament, New Testament, and that each book can sometimes have different authors. Sometimes some of the books have similar authors. The next thing that's important, like any book you read, one of the most important questions you need to answer about the thing you're reading is, what genre of, of text am I reading? So, when you're reading a book and it's about history, for example, you're going to read that book in a very specific way to know what things you're going to look for. If you're reading a book of poetry, you're going to look at it that way. And in the Bible, not every book, not every section of the Bible is the same genre. So you can break the Bible down into a couple of different ways, but I'm today at least going to break it down into three different kinds of genres that you will find in your Bible. So one is narrative, which is the most important genre, meaning it's important because the majority, just over 50% of the Bible, is in narrative form, meaning stories, characters, events, things like that. This is what we call a narrative. And most of the Bible, in fact, is in the form of a narrative, which is a really cool thing because we like stories, that's how we live our lives, and so narrative is really important. So that's first. The second genre is poetry. Poetry, as we know, is you know a little different than narrative. They're not always clear and obvious what they're talking about. We have to do a little bit of work because that's how poetry is. It's more like a song or something like that. And so the songs in the Bible would be underneath the category of poetry. So when you're reading poetry, you're going to focus on different things than in narrative. And then the last is what we call prose or dialogue. So, for example, the letters of Paul would be considered prose, where Paul is making statements about this or that to a group of people. And so another portion of the Bible is in prose. So what's important about that is when you're reading your Bible, you don't always want to read the Bible assuming it's a narrative, because if it's not a narrative, it's not going to make much sense. And if it's poetry, you want to make sure you're adjusting your reading as you read poetry. And there's other ways you can break down the Bible, um, but these are kind of, I think, the most helpful one, is understanding that there's poetry, narrative, and prose. So <clears throat> that's why when you open up your Bible, if you're someone who tries to read your Bible from beginning to end, you'll notice that maybe at the beginning it's written in a very easy way to understand, but once it gets into sections where they're going through genealogies of who was born to who, it can maybe not be the most interesting. But once you understand why you're reading it and what style it is, it can help quite a bit. So, one story, many books, two testaments, and many of the books are written by different authors, some of the same, and then in your Bible you will find genres. The next thing I want to talk about is some specific questions that we might ask about the Bible. So as I said, the Bible is has one divine author. We will sometimes in the church say that the Bible is God's word. What do we mean by that? Right? Is it that God spoke or wrote down these words? Well, it's a little bit more interesting um, and a little more complicated than that. So when we say that the Bible is God's word, 
we're not meaning that God used his hand to write them down. As I said, the books of the Bible are written by human authors. But what we understand is that God works through these individuals to be able to communicate to us. And there's something really beautiful about our teaching of the Bible as God's word, is that it is not a holy book like we might talk about, like the Quran, right, which is, this was a a divinely written book, supposedly, you know, Muslims would say that this was given directly to Muhammad by God. No, God uses human beings to bring us his word. And what that means is that God values our different languages. He values different earthly authors. He values different styles of writing, things like that. That's why when you open your Bible, it's not all one style. It's not written all by the same person but that it's written in different forms and by different individuals, which give it life and flower, which is why some books are easier for some people to read, while maybe not for others, and other sections are easier for those people. Right? It's kind of an amazing thing when we think about it, that God doesn't shy away from uh, translating the Bible into different languages. He doesn't shy away from different styles of writing and different um, ways of writing, but he incorporates all of them. Right, which is why we don't have to read the Bible in its original language. Right? We don't need to do that, which I'll talk about those in just a second. But we don't have to read the Bible in its original language. We welcome the idea of translating from the original language into our own native language. Right? God's word has the ability to do that. God's word is spoken into different cultures, into different languages, into different forms of writing. Right? This is a part of what we understand about the Bible. I also mentioned that we don't want to see the Bible in the same way that other religions do. So we sometimes adopt a perspective on the Bible that really isn't one that the Christian church has held to. So some people view the Bible as, like in some ways, like the Quran, right? where we don't want to translate into other languages. That once we get one English language or one English translation, we want to keep it the same, right? Or that the Bible itself, um, the physical pages are, you know, that's the holiness of the book is like that. No, we don't think that way. Because the importance of the Bible isn't the pages, right? Or the individual words. It's how these words from God tell us about the person of Jesus Christ. That is the main focus of the Bible, right? So God enjoys the idea of being able to allow people to write the books of the Bible so that we have the text of the Bible that can be translated and moved into different cultures so that we can all know who Jesus is. We don't all have to learn um, an old language that we don't understand. It's our own. So the next thing I want to talk about is not just that this is God's word, meaning that God wants to speak through our own languages and cultures, but that some people will read the Bible, or for example, you might read the Gospels of Jesus, and notice that there are differences in how some of the same events are told. So sometimes you'll read a part of the Gospel and say, well, there's a contradiction between this or that. Right. Some people will say, well, this is why the Bible is not trustworthy, because sometimes you'll read a passage of the Bible and it says there was two angels, and then another passage that there was one angel, and that must mean that this evidence of 
the Bible is bad or it's not a trustworthy book. And I don't think that that's right. The credibility of the Bible doesn't come from the fact that everything is written in exactly the same way. So, for example, if you asked five people about what happened at some event and every person said exactly the same thing word for word, one of the things that would happen is we would become immediately skeptical that it really happened because it sounds like everybody got together and all agreed upon the same thing. One of the benefits of having different authors of Gospels that talk about the same event in different ways is it gives authenticity to the events because when anybody is experiencing an event, we may each emphasize or focus on different aspects of what happened. That's a natural human instinct. And that's because that's how we tell the events of what happened. Right, so just because there's differences in how certain events are told doesn't mean that the Bible loses credibility. Just as if something happened and five people saw the event, wrote down what happened, and there might be slight differences. That doesn't mean the event doesn't happen. It simply means that the individuals have different emphases on what occurred. Okay, And the very last thing before we end this episode is about how we understand God in the Bible as a whole. Sometimes people will say, the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament, as if these two are contrary to one another, that the God of the Old Testament is angry and violent and he kills people, and then the God of the New Testament is the loving, compassionate Jesus. This is not a helpful way to read the Bible. right? As I said, this is one story. The Bible is about how God is seeking to redeem the people of the earth, you and me. So we don't need to necessarily see them as negative, or that these are opposite gods. They are the same God seeking to redeem his people, right? And this is mainly just a modern tendency to make everything seem that God is different in the old than in the new. And we may talk about these in further episodes, but I hope that some of these were helpful and maybe something that I said sparked another question that you might have. So make sure you look in the show notes if you want to ask another question or a question about something else, we would love to have it. So thank you once again for joining us on this episode of Q&A with Rev Rowe as we explore some basic concepts of the Bible.